We're back with another episode of the 132 Degrees Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. And Casey, this yeah. is a rough weekend. How was how was yours? Um, I mean, half of mine is still to be determined as Packers are playing right now, and I think it's you know everybody's favorite podcast that we do is me being distracted by Packers games while we record. Uh, but I'm sure they'll enjoy that. Doing okay. Someone was able to carp compartmentalize it uh but yeah definitely let's just say ruined my mother-in-law's birthday party at our house oh boy oh boy not a good combo well i don't know if it ruined it but i definitely put a sour attitude (laughs) in the air (laughs) that may or may not have been felt by by other people but um yeah tough one marlo tough one uh, and for you, I think uh, doubly tough. Possibly the lowest you'll be, uh, sports emotion-wise. I hope so. <laughs> I absolutely, hope I hope so. Hope it doesn't get below this, yeah. Uh, all right, well, shall we, Marlo? We got to talk about it because we decided to do a podcast, for God's sake. Yep. So we have to. Notre Dame, Fighting Irish, 41. Wisconsin Badgers, 13. Played at historic Soldier Field. Marlo, you were there. Yep. Before we get into what happened, I don't. Let's think, even up to halftime, even up to the fourth <laughs> quarter. I, actually, let's go up to fourth quarter because yep. I want to talk about jump around. Okay. So let's go up through jump around. What was the atmosphere like? What was the experience of attending a college football game? I guess of what we thought of this stature at Soldier Field for you. Uh, it was a beautiful fall day. Um, in Chicago, which made for, uh, you know, very nice. It was very spirited around the stadium leading up to the game. Plenty of tailgates going on. Uh, Notre Dame and Wisconsin alike. Um, yeah, that was that was good leading up to it, getting into the stadium. The stadium, I would say it's about, it's probably 60-40 uh, uh, Wisconsin as far as fan splittage mm-hmm. um, inside there. And yeah, the atmosphere, the atmosphere is great. I, I've in my head, I kept thinking this is like technically supposed to be Wisconsin's home game, right? In this series yeah. or whatever, which is uh, weird because the other one was at Lambeau Field, which would have been yeah. Notre Dame's. Anyway, yeah, no, it, it is weird. But I, I thought, I guess myself, and I tricked myself into going into it thinking that it would kind of be treated as such, like as far as like the announcers and in the pageantry and things like that. But it was definitely treated like a neutral, neutral site game. Mm-hmm. And actually, I got annoyed with the um, the announcer because I felt like he was just straight Notre Dame. Wow. Um, the, yeah. Inside, inside the stadium. So, uh, yeah, no, that was good. Uh, I would say, yeah, leading up, in, you know, into the game, uh, spirited, spirited, back and forth. Notre Dame fans are on a scale of, um, you know, annoying fans zero. To Ohio State, um, they're probably like they're probably like six or seven. They're not terrible, but there's okay. always a, there's always a few bad bad bunches, you know. Sure. Um, I was wondering what you were going to go to your top end. <laughs> when it was Ohio State, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then throughout the game, a jump around. That was a it was an interesting experience. I, I forget whatever song. 
uh, Notre Dame plays their band and whatever their crowd does. Uh, but then they played Jump Around, and it got pretty it got pretty electric uh, in, yeah. in the Soldier Field with Jump Around. So I don't know I came off on TV, but it was pretty – it felt pretty much um, like we were in Camp Randall at that point. Yeah, it was really cool to see Jump Around on TV – and it seemed like there was a larger section that was, you know, jumping around than just maybe the student section. And then they would just cut to Notre Dame fans who, I don't know how in the world they were not jumping around. They just stood mm-hmm. there looking at the other section like idiots. <laughs> and, like, I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, like, maybe we don't have, you know, we, we have this, you know, um, celebration or this tradition, right? But it's like yeah. something that is easily partaken in. And I feel like if I was at a neutral game site, I would part if there was an equivalent thing, I think I would do that along with the other team. I mean, for God's sakes, it's jump around. Yeah. Right? So they were just sitting there looking like doofuses. Uh so I was making fun of them and then, you know, I had egg in my face at the end of that. But it was it was it looked cool <laughs> on TV from the Wisconsin standpoint and looked really lame uh from on Notre Dame standpoint. Yeah. All right, well, it was good concessions, that... Concessions were out of control. Well, I, was, I do have to say that. I don't think they had, like... They didn't have them all open. Session lines or beer lines were, were long, but we managed. Good, okay. Did they serve beer? Yeah, they did serve okay. beer. Because it's a professional stadium. I guess... It's, is it the rule just you can't serve at college stadiums? Is that what it is? I guess that's the rule. Because you can't at bowl games. You can or can't? You can at yeah. least the bowl games that I, the bowl yeah. games. I've been to one bowl game and they served beer there. <laughs> all the and bowl that, games. That was more or less all I talked about the whole time. <laughs> I was like just so taken aback by it. Um, so it must be just the facilities rule or something, or it's on campus, something yeah. like that. Um, all right, good. Um, all right, well, we got to talk about the game. Let's just die. Let's just move on to that. Get through it. As <laughs> I don't know, get through its right word, but. Uh, instead of our normal shtick, because um, I didn't want to try and fake my way into a good or a great, um, <laughs> I wanted to play the blame game. So I said, Marlo, you have 100% or 100 points or whatever you need to assign uh, percentage points. I didn't, I didn't talk to you about how we were going to do this, but you got to yeah. assign percentage points to where you place the blame, and then I guess we'll talk about why, right? Okay, so my uh, biggest... Blamey, the person I blame the most for this loss, uh, is at 50%. Do you have anybody above 50%, Marlo? No, I'm sprinkling it around, but go okay. ahead. <laughs> okay. Paul Christ. Ooh. I'm putting, All right. How, how many people did you put on this? I only have four. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to put 50% with Paul Christ. Do you have Paul Christ on your list? Uh, I do have Paul. I do have Paul Chris on my list, okay. and I had him at thirty percent. Okay, okay. We'll talk about him together here, I guess. But you have thirty. Yeah. I have fifty percent. All right. So we talked about the things you're excited about. So number one point I have here is the game plan. We talked about the things we were excited for going into this game. Both of those things were on offense. Both of those things were us looking at this uh, Notre Dame defense as a team to get right a defense mm-hmm. that can get scored on they got scored on by Tulsa they got scored on by Florida State who can't even beat Jacksonville State they got scored on by whatever everybody except Wisconsin but we watching this team play our good friend Dan said what if we run off tackle about 20 times probably <laughs> the lack of imagination the lack of trying to get your playmakers into space 
and just trying to muscle through it was outstanding. We had no imagination on offense. We had nothing outside. We had no semblance of run game. We had no semblance of play action off of that. And it was just an infuriating game to watch where we just kind of ran hopefully two yards and fell down. And that was our offense. And it was incredibly infuriating. And it didn't seem like we had any creativity to get outside of that. Um, that's So that's my first general thing. Do you have anything to add to to that before I move on to my second general thing? Um. Uh, n- Nothing to elaborate, or nothing to add, but I'll elaborate on uh, yeah, from my take is yeah, the lack of creativity on offense. But I I feel like we had a uh, we had a bye week leading into this. Yep. Right, and that I think that makes me even more for like this is what we came up with, treating it like it's a I don't know uh, a, a warm up game or something. Why like why we could like you said test test that our off tackle, um, where. It's not even like I guess in the game plan and putting our players in, especially in the offensive side, in this in this situation to succeed. And I felt like, and that's going to lead into my next one because I think I know where we're going next. But that putting the people we needed to playmakers in the position to succeed just was was non-existent yeah. um, until no, I mean, wasn't it? It was just non-existent. And so that's what that's what I left with. Like at some point. I've been really good to this coaching staff as far as not naming blame, but it's starting to creep up. So right now I'm at 30%. Yeah. Was there a jet sweep in the game? Did we run a jet sweep? I don't I don't think. I don't, I'm looking, I don't at, recall. looking at Wisconsin rushing, uh, no. No wide receiver had a rushing. Uh, so not one jet sweep. Not anything into space. Um, all right. Second general thing was just a general lack of discipline. It mm-hmm. seemed like across the board, the fundamentals, and I guess – I'm kind of. This is. I'm trying to be more high level with this because I know we're going to have individual things there. Uh, yeah. But Graham Mertz' carelessness with the ball is part Graham Mertz, but part Paul Crest. I think mm-hmm. uh, yeah. general carelessness. Uh, I'm looking for penalties here. I think I got to go to team stats. Uh, I know Notre Dame had more penalties, but one of the big ones. Whatever. I was going to complain about officiating. Yeah. We only had five penalties for 33 yards. It didn't. Okay, it felt like more than that. Um, but I was going to lump that lump that into lack of discipline. Um, they just came at critical times. That's why they seem bigger. Yeah, some and, of them were in third downs, and that. And um, just the small things, right? The small things you expect Wisconsin to do, or the the little things that we do well, right? That we go, oh, this is just what we do. We weren't doing in this game. All right, two specific things. I'm going to put a special teams thing on them. Kicking that returnable kick in the fourth quarter, why we're kicking to their kick returner, why they're letting them return it when our defense has been so good. I have no flipping idea. And then that late field goal, which I get it, right? You're down 11, and you need to kick the field goal. But it's kind of half the field goal, half letting it get to fourth and 10, right? We just ran four pass plays that seemed like they didn't have a chance to be completed. And... I, I mean, I guess you just think you pick one of those or three pass plays. Excuse me, three pass plays. But to not get anything, to get any yardage, and just settle for that long field field goal, just seemed like strategical a strategic mistake. So I'm going to put half of this loss at Paul Christ. All right, next one. I think we'll both have. So Graham Mertz, I have forty. So fifty with Christ, forty with Mertz. How much do you have Mertz? Yeah, I had him at forty-two. Okay, forty percent. Where do you want to start, Marvel? 
you just can't turn the ball over. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think I was, I have been like the, I feel like I'm the last man standing on Grant Mertz because as walking out of that stadium, I think everyone, everybody jump off that boat. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you can't, you can't, you can't turn the ball over, expect to win games, right? And right. some of those throws towards the end, they were pressing, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. Got to be have to have ball security. Talk about putting yourself in a coaching staff, putting himself into to succeed. What didn't have much help on that, but I didn't like some of those were there was un, like a like the the out for the <laughs> you're throwing the the what's the word I'm looking for? Shoot, outlet pass. Thank you. Yeah, throwing the outlet pass to the flat like that that should not happen. That just should not happen. Um. And ball security in the pocket, got to have two hands on the ball. So, you know, making the right reads, making the right um, decisions. There was uh, a few balls, a few nice balls that, that were dropped. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just can't turn that ball over like that. He got, yeah, he ended up with, so four interceptions, two fumbles, one of them lost. So five turnovers. I mean, I'm just, we've had not good quarterbacks. And I just, and by that I mean not talented quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And they've never played this poorly in big games. And I don't, I don't know if this is a coaching staff thing that we've already talked about. I just don't get why we can't get easy completions. Easy completions we normally get, you know, rolling him out, play action pass. Obviously in this game that we uh, didn't have much rushing to threaten that with. But it doesn't seem like we ever get him in a position where he can make easy throws and especially when we're pressing it just feels like we're putting i just look at the offense and on passing plays it's just like oh we're running like three wide receiver and essentially four with jake ferguson out there who notre dame smartly totally took away in this game only one catch for 11 yards uh it just we've had bad quarterbacks marlo in our tenure of being badger fans and i guess it's because of the expectations this feels so much worse but just be competent. Yeah. I don't understand. It's all we're really expecting at the end of the day. And, I mean, honestly, throw away the last two interceptions, which were returned for touchdowns. I mean, so you can't, like, totally forget about them. But, like, even before those were awful. But even before that, he was bad. He was, like, 13 of 26 or something, 12 of 26. Just not making plays. <sighs> Clumsy with the ball. It seems like he can't get off his first read. He just stares down one read. And then never moves off of it, or he goes from that read immediately to the checkdown, which is then covered because everybody knows he's just going off that. Uh, and the last note I had was he had so many passes, he, he just floated the ball a couple of times. Uh, DK had one down the sideline that would have, if not been a touchdown, been a huge game. I wrote down another example, hoping I would remember. <laughs> I don't remember the other example. Um, but there was another one that he just floated down. Um, they just sailed on him. And it's like you gotta you gotta hit those. It seems like too much. He's throwing just leaning off his back foot and letting it fly. And you saw that on the interceptions return for touchdowns, right? He didn't have the zip on it. He's just kind of like flinging it out there. Man, yeah, yeah. Just be competent. If he's competent, I don't. Even, I'm not even sitting here going. I want Illinois Mertz anymore. I don't know if that guy exists. I just want. Tyler Donovan, Graham Mertz. 
Don't turn the ball over. Convert a couple first downs. We'll talk about there more in a little bit. Just move the ball. Don't do anything flashy. Move the ball. All right. Next one I got is 20, Marlo. You got anybody else before 20%? Um... No, I I guess it, I have a thirty percent. I have one All left. Right. All right, one left. What's who's your thirty percent, Marlon? Well, I was just gonna say. Special I feel myself teams. getting angry. I need to calm down. I I, I couldn't. I don't know. Is the special teams coach because I I don't know their name. But I'm just gonna go with special teams in general. Yeah. Um. You know that return for touchdown. I mean, you blame it on coaching for kicking it to them. That's part of it. But the return part for touchdown point, yeah. was such a momentum swing. Yep. Of that game. Um. There was that's where it really just kind of it all went downhill fast from there, and it was just like it's I don't know having a return kickoff in like this day and age in college football just seems ludicrous to let up. Uh, it's you know kick the ball out either kick the ball out of the end zone or freaking cover your lanes, and it was just you know I was sitting on the end zone where they ran two in that play, yeah. so you could kind of see. The men, you can see you see everyone not running their lanes, and that guy made one move, and then everyone was out of their lanes. And I said, I was like, this one's going to the house, um, not from back of the thirty. And sure enough, it did crush my dreams. That's a lot of better dreams, but you get, you can't do that. And then the um, do we miss two field goals or just one? I don't care. Just the one long. Just the one just long the one, one. Long one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I never know why we decided to go for those like sixty yards, but then we go for it on you know. Fourth and, and whatever, when it could be like a thirty yard field goal. Um, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense. So I'm gonna go special teams. Okay. Yeah, and again, it's it's that it's that kick return. Uh, mm-hmm. Puncher did okay, I guess. He had a lot of a lot of action, six punts. All right, next one. I got twenty percent, Marlo. I'll go with the O line. Mm. I think so. One. You talked about um, the offensive strategy being like we were, you know. Not playing Notre Dame, we were playing some non uh, other non conference game, and yeah. honestly, the way it was called, the way this, it was like the offensive line was going to go against Eastern Michigan. That's what I thought when you said that. It's like we called this game as if we were playing against Eastern Michigan's offensive line, and our offensive line, or excuse me, defensive line, and our offensive line did absolutely did not play like that. Where they set the edge, we the running backs had no space. It felt like they got the ball and they had two linemen or two defensive linemen on them, and they just had to like dive to even try to get back to line of scrimmage most of the time. We did end up with 75 yards rushing, which I was shocked to see. Uh, Malusi had 54. Chanel had 11, which must have been like third down runs. Berger only had one tote for eight yards. They got no push in the run game, absolutely no push, and Notre Dame's best nose tackle didn't play. Absolutely ridiculous that we had we could not control the offensive line uh, at all, and I'm going to also put a just a, a sprinkling of Mertz's struggles, just a tiny bit on the offensive line. Uh, he had one sack, five hurries. I don't know if that includes the fumble where the offensive lineman knocked it out of his hand, uh, but it felt like a lot more. It felt like he was under pressure. It felt like the one of the few times or two of the few times they tried to roll him out, there was a lineman who just didn't get blocked, who was in his face, and he had to throw it away or it was tipped. Yep. Just a really, really poor showing from an offensive line. And again, from a team who has given up over 100 yards a game rushing. Can't have that if you expect to win these kinds of games in your Wisconsin. Anything on the offensive line or you want to go to your next one? No, I, no, I, agree, I agree with all that. And I, I, I think you're getting fired up. It's, it's just 
seems like those are the type of things that we've hung our hat on in the past. For some reason, it's like, oh, it's Wisconsin. We have an offensive line. You, yep. We always think we don't need to worry about it, and just that does not the case this season. Yeah. What's your next one, Marlo? That was it. I used my hundred. Oh, um, you used your hundred? I used my hundred. That was it. Great. All right. You might be. You know. I know you were counting along at home, yep. Marlo. But you're like, I'm sure the listeners were as well. Hey, Casey. <laughs> You used 110. That's right, Marlo. <laughs> I cheated at my own game. I used minus 10 on the defense. Oh, okay. I gave the defense minus 10 because I want to talk about something positive. The defense is really good in this game. Yeah. Although, once their backup QB came in, I was like, this is so Wisconsin. We're going to freaking lose because the backup QB came in. He went 6 for 8, 81 yards and a touchdown. And ostensibly, we might have lost because of that before we completely fell apart. And that's why we got behind. Kick return. And then that to go up twenty four to thirteen, that's really how he got behind. But yeah, the defense was amazing in this game. Out, so we were up, we were up thirteen to ten in the fourth quarter. Yep, we were zero for eleven on third downs. <laughs> um, should I another thing to go off of? We were zero for eleven on third downs. Um. Catch-up brain. I don't know. Whatever. We had six sacks. Fan Hicks was an island out there outside of the one touchdown he gave up, but whatever. He was breaking up pass plays all over the place. Um, and, oh, we were up 13-10, to 10, and we lost 41-13 to 13 with the defense giving up seven points off of an interception. The, oh, excuse me, seven points on a short field off of an interception, right? Because they were at, like, the yeah. 50. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 21 of the points were by special teams or the offense gave up. This defense played great. It sucks that they got saddled with the rest of the other 110 points I talked about, 100 points you talked about. Yep. Oh, it's so frustrating. Great job by the defense. All right, Marlo. So that was it. We assigned blame. I hope they feel bad about themselves. Um, where do we go from here? As Wisconsin Badger fans, Marlo, we have some amount of games left. Eight? We've played three. Uh, we have eight games. Three. Sounds right. Let's say seven to nine games left. One. <laughs> nine games. We have nine games left on the, on the high end of that scale. Wow. Oh, boy. Nine games left, Marlo. Uh, we talked about going into this game. The result of this game is going to change how we view this team, what we expect mm-hmm. of this team. Yep. Are they going to be a Big Ten West, a Big Ten contender? Or are they going to be something else? Marlo, we have to be thinking something else. What are we thinking? Yeah, the question was, uh, or no, the statement was made quite a bit uh, leaving the stadium about uh, it's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long season. And I kept thinking to myself, no, it's not because this one's over. Yep. And <laughs> that was that was the height of my emotion. Um, yeah. But, you know, for the most part. Were you yelling we're, at random people? In like, me, I could see you being a little bit defensive and yelling at random people. That would have. A little bit, yeah, no, yo, a little bit, yeah, for okay, sure. Nice, I, nice. yeah, the whole the whole Mertz thing, and like I, I was jumping on people like look at the coaching, um, you know, put it on Mertz, but yeah, uh, okay. Okay. That just, that's fine. I just you know just wanted to see what you were like out there. All right, go ahead. Yeah, uh, recalibrating. But what was I saying? Oh yeah, recalibrating. But yeah, we got to put our hats on. I mean, we still win the West. Oddly enough, yeah, we could still win the West. We have to obviously play better and. We have um, Michigan coming in this week. Yep. Uh, but 
you know, that's possible. And that's really about it because they, what's, you know, if they take that away, all we can worry about is, all right, now we just have to get the bowl eligibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, once again, I think we're looking going, well, next week's going to tell us a lot. Uh, but so, I mean, it's, it could be a long season, but looking at our schedule, we talked about this beforehand. We had a front-loaded schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, our, three of our first four games are against ranked opponents. Michigan wasn't ranked when the season started, but they're ranked now. Um, so three of our first four are going to be against ranked opponents. That's tough. We face one ranked opponent the rest of the season, and that's Iowa. I don't see any of the other teams on our schedule being ranked when we play them. So for all of you who threw out the Graham Mertz ranked versus unranked stats... We got a lot of unranked teams ahead of us, so we might we might win one or two of those. Um, Michigan, I think. Look, ESPN uh, Power Foot, whatever their index is, they caught up, Marlo. They they're not loving Wisconsin anymore. They were loving Wisconsin going into the Notre Dame game. They mm-hmm. hate us, Michigan State. They're given, or excuse me, Michigan. They're given a sixty nine percent chance. Nice to beat us. Nice. Um, it's not looking good going into that. Well, let's not talk about next week yet. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Recalibrating, I think now our range going into this week was low-end, compete for Big Ten West. High-end, still win the Big Ten, talk about, try and talk ourselves into college football playoffs, but not actually get there, right? Right. That was our range. Now, I'm moving it back. (laughs) You're, You're right. It's still possible to win the West. I'm not going to hold my breath, but it's still possible. But the low end dropped all the way down to Duke's Mayo Bowl. <laughs> That's where my low end's at now. We're somewhere between Duke's Mayo Bowl <laughs> and Big Ten West champions. All right. Yep. Let's, Michigan, we talked about. I already said uh, we are, we're at home. It's a big noon game. We are. Uh, Go away. Yeah. Go away, just leave, us, leave us alone. Let us have an 11 o'clock game on the Big Ten Network, for God's sake. Uh, so I can listen to, ah, shit, what's the Detroit guy? The guy, who, uh, Mullen. Matt, Matt, yeah. Matt Mullen. Let me just hear his terrible takes for one afternoon. <laughs> God. Uh, we are favored by one for God, some God-unforsaken reason. Um, oh, God. It's pretty much split on the money line, uh, so pretty much a pick them there. Um, look. All I'm going to say, the only thing I have my hopes up for, the one thing I have my hopes up for, Marlo, Michigan beat Rutgers 20-13 to 13 at home. That seems okay. a little too close. Yep. Why I'm worried, I think they have speed. I think they have speed. I, I think they have speed. Um, my hopes are low. My hopes are dashed. They're very low. And I'm kind of emotionally I'm in the fetal position saying just keep it close. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip and talk myself into it by game time. But that's where I am right now. Yeah, I'm scared. Um, the way Michigan's been playing, they're doing this. He seems like Harbaugh's on this weird revenge tour, um, where he's you know trying to run up scores but not able to make it. But um, but at the same time, like you said, they've got speed. Their their offense is imaginative, can open things up. Oh. Um, yeah, what that, that. So <laughs> what about that? So, you know, I, I, in de- I defense we trust, uh, but at the same time, like, you know, it scares me because we got to take care of the bugs. If we give them any possessions, 
uh, they have a better chance of making those into points than our other opponents have. Yeah. I don't. Well, it's, I, don't, I was going to say I don't think they're as good as Notre Dame, but God, I still mm. don't. Different game, different time, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. God, I don't feel good about it. All right. Let's look elsewhere in college football, Morello. I don't. I know you were at the game, so maybe you weren't able to watch other things, or or maybe you didn't want to. But let me tell you, I hate watch the crap out of the rest of rest of this uh, schedule last week, um, and it for once worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're looking in the Big Ten, Marlo, Minnesota lost to Bowling Green, fourteen Oops. to ten. Bowling Green was went or finished. The spread, the spread finished. How do you term that? Whatever. When the game started, the spread was 30.5. No team had ever won. They were 0 for 63 or 0 for 64 or something in a 30-point spread game. No team had ever won. Now they're 1 in whatever it was. 60-something. Absolutely hilarious. Nebraska, (laughs) just because I like to pick on them, Mm. played Michigan State, and they were winning. And I thought, this is going to suck. I like making fun of Nebraska losing. This will hurt my feelings, even though you know it probably would have been a better win for, uh, no, because they're in the no. East, so whatever. Yeah, it was a ranked team, Michigan State is, but it would probably whatever. And then they just go on and give up a punt return for a touchdown with three forty-seven left, and then lose in overtime. Oops. And they give up, they fumbled on offense in overtime, and Michigan State almost ran it back, and then obviously just had to kick a field goal. So that was hilarious. Uh, outside of the Big Ten. AM lost to Arkansas, and that's funny for two reasons. One is it's always fun when Jimbo Fisher loses and AMN's AM, AM is not back. Always great. <laughs> and then Arkansas winning when Burt Bielema's not there is hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Iowa State loses to Baylor. It was just an upset, and I was like, take that, <laughs> Iowa State. Uh, and then the ACC sucks. Clemson lost to NC State, and Clemson now uh, clearly out of the playoff picture with with a loss to Clemson. I don't think they can get back in at this point, unless it gets crazy, but that's a bad loss in double overtime to NC State. And North Carolina, the darling, uh, if Clemson didn't win, it was going to be North Carolina. They lost to Georgia Tech. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> there we go. That was just me laughing ACC. at everybody to make myself feel better. It didn't, it didn't, it kind of helped. It kind of helped, but it didn't help. No, I know he's like, you sit around the rest of the weekend flipping the channel and just every time you see a, you know, a team that's ranked or some team you hate, uh, Minnesota down, you just go, ha ha. Yeah. And um, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just keep watching it. It doesn't exactly make you feel better, but you kind of, it gives you that, it gives you enough to make you through the day. Until, yeah, until it's, it makes you feel better until the game's over, and then you're like, ha, and they're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> like, my my reality still exists. My my results still happen. Darn it. Uh, all right. That is – anything else you had, Marlo? That was just my kind of revenge tour. Uh, and Oklahoma almost lost. That was a really close game. That would have been, I guess, the cherry on top of my hate-watching Saturday if they would have they would have lost, but they did hold on to beat uh, West Virginia. But they look – I mean, for a team that's supposed to look, they're undefeated, right? They're still up there, but man, they're squeaking out these wins. They don't look great. Um, all right, looking ahead to next week, Marlo, you got the schedule in front of you. Let's go through it. All right, all right. Game of the week. I, um, I mean, obviously, big noon, Michigan, Wisconsin. So that goes without saying. Why'd they have to pick that? I mean, I don't know. God, go away. Could have. There, there's so many other ones. Do they have to do Big Ten? It feels like they have to do Big Ten. They probably don't. Uh, 
primetime game, Indiana Penn State. A little nervous for Indiana there. Um, I guess the primetime CBS game, uh, that SEC slot is Alabama Ole Miss. Ole Miss is somehow ranked 12th. They're probably winning games, haven't been paying attention. Uh, that's pretty good. What else do you see, Marlo? What, what do you have as your game of the week? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess Cincinnati, Notre Dame. I don't know if you said that already. Nope. Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Is Cincinnati for real? Is Notre Dame for real? Jesus Christ, I'm getting mad all over again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, the, the old the old Miss Alabama, the old Lane Kiffin. See if he can I, if he could do it if, this time. Probably not. I don't want that. But I always love that storyline every single time. And um, I'm liking the Fresno, Hawaii, the, the football after dark. That late one, 10 p.m. Yeah. start mode. Gonna stay up for that. <laughs> 10 p.m. I don't. I don't. I don't know about me doing all that. Um, Arkansas, Georgia. That's at 11 o'clock on ESPN. So if the Badger game isn't to your liking, or it ends up not being to your liking, you can switch over to that. Let's see how hard this uh, non-Burt Bielema Arkansas team can run. Can they beat Georgia? That would Oof. be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Is it still his guys there, though? Or is it mm. just, how long is he? He's been no, away for I, a while. He's been away for a while. Right, because he went to New yeah. England and like wore yeah. those like really big poncho-looking sweater things. <laughs> he did that. God, I'm so spiteful in this podcast. I'm sorry, everyone. Maybe it's fun. I don't know. You mentioned Cincinnati Notre Dame. That's going to be a good one. It will be interesting. Um, obviously, this is going to be obviously both these teams need this for kind of college football playoff push. Um, oh if if Cincinnati wins this, I think they'll have a legit argument. If they go undefeated, they win this. They go undefeated. I think this win might be big enough now to with their Indiana win, and I think they had another okayish one to kind of push them up there uh, to get that. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right, game of the week. Gonna circle one, Marlo. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I can't. Can I do Arkansas Georgia even though it's on the same time as Wisconsin? Because I'm not gonna be yeah. watching that. Yeah, you can still. Yeah, can still well. be the game I know of that the week. it's a top ten matchup. Arkansas is ranked eighth. Uh, they beat A and M, uh, who is good. They crushed Texas, right? Um, and Georgia's really good. I'm gonna go with that one. I think that could be good. What's yours, Marlon? What one are you circling? Do you like uh, points? Do you like points? Didn't you make fun of me for saying something about a game being points last week? (laughs) I don't know. If you like points, this is the game of the week. Baylor, (laughs) Oklahoma State. Baylor, Oklahoma State. Baylor, Oklahoma State. If you like like watching teams score points, there's your game. There was like the anniversary of the I'm a man, I'm 40 this week. Mm. Maybe it was last week. Whatever. It was around this time. One of the greatest clips of all time. Love it. Uh, Packers scored. Nice. MVS. Uh, throwing the ball, actually. All right, excellent. Upset alert, Marlo. We talked about the schedule. I'm going to put it in an upset alert. I'm going to go first. I don't really think this, but God damn it, Marlo, it's hard to go into College Park and win on a Friday night, and that's what <laughs> I was going to have to do. Come on, Maryland. Upset them. Let's go, Maryland. Oh, we that's got a Friday night alert. matchup. Friday that? night, FS1. Tickets as low as $28. Let's go. Let's Marlo. go. Let's get there. Let's do it. Let's get a carpool to Maryland for a Friday night game. Yeah. 
That's my upset, Marley, just because I want it so bad to happen. Obviously, the number one upset I want to happen is Wisconsin over Michigan, but I'm just going to try and wheel Maryland into Iowa to be my other upset of the weekend. Anything else you see out there? Uh, that you, Anyone else you want to put on an upset alert? I'll put um, Auburn on upset alert. Auburn taking on LSU. Nice. Uh, it just, seem, just seems like one of those games that LSU wins. Have nothing else to back it up. It does. Where is that game on this? Is it early? Uh, it's a late game. It's a night game. ESPN, not... It's the ESPN prime time. Oh, I got it. Auburn 22. Yeah. It's a how good is Auburn game down in Death Valley. LSU's been looking better. They've been looking better, Marlo, since uh, since their early loss to UCLA, who's been looking worse. They've put two good wins together. They still have the talent. I like that, Marlo. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right. College football, Marlo. Anything else about college football? That's it, man. Is there that a Heisman is. Trophy favorite right now? I couldn't even tell you who the Heisman Trophy favorite is. It's I don't not know. Rattler. I f- yeah, I feel like they keep trying to talk us into that it's their Heisman Trophy candidates. By just saying that throughout a broadcast when they pick someone like Rattler, um, but yeah, I don't think there's definitely not like a clear cut on it at this point in time. I can't. I can't think of anyone. Not is the, you know, and I think it's what it was. I don't. I mean, I guess not everyone was doing, it, but a lot more teams are doing. You know, they don't don't have that kind of ramp up period That's that we good used point. to go through and just yeah. racking up monster numbers to start off the season. Um, and then and then trying to float it from there. So I don't know. I, that's just one theory. But yeah, there's not really that many names being out there like clear cut. Yeah. Heisman. No, that's interesting. I wonder. Uh, just looking. Uh, yeah. Rattler must have pretty good numbers. He has. They have some big wins against non conference early on. It just I've yeah. seen his last two games against Nebraska and West Virginia. He hasn't looked good. So maybe he's still the front runner. I don't know. I didn't look at like odds or anything. But I guess. To both of our point, maybe I'm saying to my own point, nobody's really jumping off the page at me. Penn State's ranked fourth now. Let's all settle yeah. down, everybody. Let's settle down. All right, let's look. Uh, go from the college to the pro, Marlo. NFL. Got to start with your Bears because my Packers are playing. Bears lose 6-26 to to the Cleveland Browns. I, I wrote fields down, Marlo. I see you didn't add anything. Got to start with fields <laughs> or do you want to start somewhere else? Um, I mean, is there really anything else to start with? Justin Fields' first starting game, and what a catastrophe! Um, I think this. Is where I think I was gonna say turd. A turd. A tur- I think the technical term is a turd. <laughs> the technical term is turd. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Was it seven sacks at the end of the day? Took it seven sacks. Lord knows how many hurries. Nine um, sacks. Oh, is it nine? Jesus, I, I turned it away, so I think I left it seven. Um, nine sacks, 15 QB hits. Yeah, that's just, that's asinine. Um, talking about putting people in, in, a, in a situation to succeed, man, this was not it. <laughs> this, was, this was not it. This was a, a clear textbook how to n- not put someone in a situation to succeed. And, you know, poor, poor Justin, man, he, there was... Could not do much. That, like, you would think, you know, Miles Garrett, if I say Miles Garrett, you think pretty good player, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty good player. You should probably block him. Just step one, let's talk about just blocking him. You should probably block him on every play. 
Uh, to take it a bit further, you should probably have a game plan to be able to block him, or at least attempt to. Or do it because like, Miles himself had three and a half slacks, sacks today, uh, but yeah. he was everywhere, and he just seemed like he was in the backfield with no one touching him at points, which makes zero sense. So, as I said, the yeah, the offensive line is porous to say the least. But at the same time, why are we not getting this kid on the outside? Why are we not? You know, shortening the or you know, taking away half the field from get him some confident throws and get it going, get him going early. I don't understand it. Um, yeah, and it's not. It's hard to. It's hard to critique Justin on this performance because he literally had like no time uh, when he when he was able to throw, and so it's hard to. I I you know I chalk it up like all right, that's first experience, first. Gave the starter was on the road, uh, first week to fully repair. Hopefully, it gets a hopefully well, it has to get it has to be better. It has to get better, um, but it gets a start up front to be able to get some sort of time to get some sort of rhythm going. Oh, that's a bad call. Um, Why well, should just fell down? So yeah, I think this is you. Yeah, Miles Garrett six QB hits. I have four and a half sacks, four Eesh. tackles for loss. Monster game from him, uh, man. I first of all, you should not judge um, Justin Fields for this at all. He just jumps for the ball and falls down. Terrible, terrible pass interference call. That's terrible. That's an awful pass interference call. Um, you should not, absolutely not, judge Justin Fields for this. You shouldn't put any weight onto this. Um, I think this game encapsulates why you bring in any Dalton and say you try and survive the year and get through it. I don't, to your point, I don't understand the offense in this game. Like, did you just run any Dalton plays? <laughs> like, what? Justin Fields ended up with three rushes for 12 yards. It, it didn't, to me, it didn't seem like they did any sort of read plays. They didn't do any sort of Play a- significant play action. I mean, you were down, but you were down thirteen to six in the third quarter. So it's not like you yeah. were down and had to chuck the ball, right? Right. You were um, in the game and could have run a, let's say, more college style offense than what ended up happening. Um, bizarre game. Look, you're playing the Browns. You said first start on the road. Uh, not a game I think you expect to win with any quarterback and certainly not a first start of the season you want to have, especially the way that their defensive line played. But, I don't know. I, I'm i sailing even farther away from Nagy Island than I was before this game because <laughs> what the hell is he doing? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nagy Island. Best thing I saw on Twitter was, yeah, Nagy should not have an office right now. He should not. He's like he should be able to go to the facility and not have anywhere to go because that's about what it feels like he's doing is nothing. But um, doesn't his whole calling card is though he like he was there when Mahomes became Mahomes, right? Yeah, yeah. And they have true. a very college-ish offense, right? Like there's no. a lot of uh, zone reads, a lot of reads from the quarterback. Where you're putting the ball in his hands to make decisions, and I didn't see any of that in this game. Yeah, 
No, Nagy was yeah, he was he was he came over with the offensive coordinator. I'm gonna say made Mahomes, but was there with Mahomes and yeah. had the system when um, you know, intricate offense, people go this way, people go that way, you know, making the, you know, the your RPOs, all that good stuff. Yeah, and it just seems non existent and it keeps it gets it seems like less and less. Like he was like that first year with um Trubisky, we yeah. did see some of that. Yeah. Just Trubisky couldn't couldn't execute it, and it's like, well, why don't we try some of this with this kid? Because I feel like it's a better caliber uh, quarterback slash athlete, and it's just yeah, it's nothing. It's just a shotgun, five step drops. I just ugh, doesn't make any sense. How long is Dalton out for? No one knows. Do you want Do you want Dalton back? Do you like where? All right, Bears Bears fans, heat check. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields. Do we want Dalton to come back so he can play and take these lumps and we get Justin Fields next year? Or are we still on a Justin Fields? I guess you or maybe if you want to speak to the larger Bear fandom, where are you guys at? Uh, I think as a whole, mostly we're in the, you know, we got to have Justin in there. We know we know what Andy is. Um, we don't know what Fields is at, at this point. I personally, I liked it what they were doing, splinkling him in here and there, getting a feel for the game, let that slow down. Um, and then, you know, hopefully eventually was able to grow into that more and more to his clear cut where he took over. Um, so, but with that said, if he's out, you know, uh, you know, I'll ride with the fields. All right. Sounds good. Next week versus Detroit. We're, yep. Let's assume fields is playing. Did they call this complete? I'm going to lose my mind. Um, assuming Fields versus yeah. Detroit, we'll talk about Detroit more in a little bit, Marlo. But how are you feeling going into that uh, Detroit matchup? I'm feeling good. I feel like Detroit's back to being Detroit football, um, finding ways to lose. So that's good. Whenever we had those games, we how always- is that a catch? <laughs> it hits the ground. These fucking refs. That is terrible. Um, the ca- the ground clearly helps him make the catch, Marlo. I, I don't know. He's still... What? And then I forgot before halftime they didn't call grounding, uh, intentional grounding when Garoppolo threw it in the ground two feet in front of him. And they called offsetting... Oh, whatever. This is... Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Next week <laughs> against Detroit. Next week against Detroit. Feeling, feeling decent about it. Again, we got to be able to score points. It's the NFL. Your offense has to be able to score points. Putting up six points is absolutely disgusting, and that that's just not going to fly. Sorry, I hope my yelling wasn't too loud. I need to regain my composure. Uh, Packers right now up twenty four fourteen. Marlow, uh, they just called one of the worst completions I've ever seen. The ground helps them catch the ball. There's no other way to look at it. Um, they called a terrible pass interference against Stokes to keep them in this game. Fun game. Uh, hopefully the Packers hold on to win. Next week versus Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll talk about Pittsburgh in a second. All right, let's look elsewhere. Or do you want anything on the Packers model? Nope. Rodgers look looked pretty good. Yeah. He's all right. fine. Everything's fine. He's fine. Um, all right, elsewhere in the NFL. Uh, championship. So... We went in this week, at least I said this is the championship game previews with the Chargers uh, and the Chiefs and the Rams and Tampa Bay. I totally messed it up with uh, Tampa Bay. should have said the Buccaneers, so I used the uh, 
not the team name, the the city, whatever, not the city. For all anyway, so I said these are going to be the AFC and NFC Championship games, Marlo. Looking at those, is this the championship game previews? And if not, which one will be replaced? So let's start in the AFC with the Chargers beating the Chiefs 30-24. to Is this an AFC championship preview? If not, who's getting replaced? Um, and, and by whom? Oof, man. It can be. a lot here. But this, is, this was the Chiefs' second, second loss in a row. Yeah. Um, un, obviously unchief-like. Up to be there, but I still think they're you know both both games have been close, but the, and it's the NFL. But I still think they can go ahead and run it and come back and be the representative um, represented in the championship game. So I'm gonna as of right, and then with the Chargers until um, Stafford has like a bad game and you know we see some holes in the offense and someone figures out how to stop it. Yeah, I see them going to the championship game. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. So this one is staying the same. All right. I so for it's tough because I want to say yes. I like the Chargers and I like the Chiefs, um, but I think it's a three-team race with the Bills in there. So I don't. Sorry, I didn't mean Matt Stafford. <laughs> uh, that's oh, you, the other LLD. Yeah. No, Herbert. You meant yeah, Herbert, Herbert with the Chargers. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I don't know which of these two I would take out to put the Bills in there. I guess I would take the Chargers, although the Chiefs' defense has me very, very worried. Uh, they seem like a sieve. And at the end of the day, I guess you still go but Mahomes, right? <laughs> like yeah. any any case you make against the Chiefs, you go but Mahomes, and that's what it was going to be in this game. And that's why that's why I think this game was so significant that the Chargers won this is because. You always go but Mahomes, and he makes something happen. He kind of did in this game. He got them to get the lead, but then the Chargers doing uncharger-like things and actually you know, finishing the game and coming back uh, and getting the victory. I was, pr- I was quite impressed with that. So I have still a three-headed race uh, in this. And sorry, there's a flag on the goal I play. Uh I guess I'll keep it there, but the Bills were impressive today, and I would say the Bills are kind of team. The, the in the I'm just gonna keep it that three head race. Uh, but if I did knock one out, I would still do the Chargers because they called it on us as the quarterbacks out of the pocket. All right, uh, NFC Rams beat Tampa Bay 34-24. It didn't feel that close to me and Marlon, but that's what the final score says. Um, do you have these two teams in the NFC Championship game? If not, who are you replacing? All right, I do have them in the championship game, um, but Tampa Bay is holding on, right? They're, they're, the defense that they leaned on to make that run is not the same defense. Um, I know they had all the returning starters, but then they're dealing with some injury, and their depth was not the same um, on the defensive side. Brady's still balling out, um, so you always that you always be able to have that, but you know you got to be able to stop people, so. I'll have it for right now, but T- Tampa Bay is on watch. Okay. I also think this is uh, the best. I think the Rams are vastly improved with Stafford uh, at quarterback instead of Goff, and I still think Tampa Bay is going to be good enough. I still think they're going to find a way. They don't call a push off on Mike Evans ever. He just, every cutback just clearly pushes off against the cornerback against them. They never call it. It's very frustrating to watch. Um, but I don't see another team in the NFC 
at the caliber of these two teams at this point. I mean, maybe if San Francisco comes back and greets Bay, beats Green Bay here, maybe, but then you're still looking at a Garoppolo-led team that needs to get to the NFC Championship game. I don't know how much you're going to rely on that. Um, and even if the Packers win this, I still don't put them on the same level as these teams, especially with our O-line trying to block their D-lines. Don't feel great about that. So I'm still keeping those two as my NFC Championship teams. All right, elsewhere, Marlowe. Uh, Steelers lose to the Bengals. Steelers looked really bad. Big Ben looked really bad. I know he's battling injury, but I mean, his name is essentially Big Battling Injury Ben Roethlisberger. I didn't do that right. Whatever. Uh, Are the Steelers not good? Are the Steelers not good? It's possible. They did play without T.J. Watt, who's nursing a groin injury. Um, so that's probably part of it. They're probably, I mean, a significantly different defense, right, without their best defensive player. Um, but, man, their offense looked really bad against this Bengals defense. That's probably just average at best. Yeah, I can go with that. I, I could agree with that. I heard a stat earlier that their rushing attack is the worst in the NFL. Don't know if it's true, but I heard it, Marlo, so I'm going to go with it. Must be true. Um, maybe not. It was either the worst or one of, like, bottom five in yards per attempt yeah. rushing. So not great. Uh, I'm worried they're not good. And I'm hoping they're not good because they play the Packers next week <laughs> in Green Bay. So hoping they're not good. Um, all right. Uh, last note I had is Baltimore beat Detroit on a field goal. It was a 66-yard field goal NFL record by Justin Tucker that hit the crossbar and bounced over, of all things. Yep. Um, This was, yeah, this was classic Detroit. This is throwback Detroit. (laughs) Finally lose the game. Allow a, what, a 30-yard pass um, to set up that field goal. Oh, is that what it was? With, like, 20 seconds left. Yeah. Nice. Um it was just uh, just classic, just classic. And, yeah, and the fact that someone hit a record-breaking field goal to, to beat you is just so Detroit. So Detroit. On third and – wait, what? Third and 13 Baltimore – I just looked at the win probability chart thing. Yeah. Third and 13 Baltimore 20, Lamar Jackson sacked out of bounds for minus six yards. Lions have a 99.9% win probability. Dang. And then the next play was it was fourth. And then he passes for thirty six yards. I think is that what you're referring to? Yep. Yep. Unbelievable. Even after that play, they had a seventy six percent, sixty seven percent chance to win. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely absurd. Wow, amazing. I did not know it was ninety nine point nine. I knew it was, you know, win probability is what it is. But man, brutal, brutal for Detroit. So Detroit, Marlowe. I mean. Ooh, he's dead. Look, you have them in your. Uh, you have them next week. They play close. They play close. And as long as it's not raining, Marlo, they play close. It's true. <laughs> so, I'm a little. Uh, oh my god. That's not a penalty. Why is that not a penalty, Marlo? I don't know. Can they review that? 
Yeah, he did go over his shoulder. Um, he hits his helmet into his helmet! Sorry for yelling again. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Sorry, we don't we don't defend pack of wide receivers, I guess, in the NFL. <laughs> Jesus. Alright, um So I guess I'd be a little worried. Alright, next week, Marlo. Let's talk about next week, looking ahead to the NFL. Thursday night, um We got Jacksonville, Cincinnati, a barn burner. Uh, I think this is, if you asked kids who don't have a team, this would be the, their two top teams, <laughs> right? They just look at the uniforms, they look at the colors, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, top two picks. Uh, I can see that. Uh, Only other one. Cool. I want the cool, yeah, I want the cool, I want the cool bangle stripes or the funky colors, the panther. Yeah. The only other one is Miami, I think. But other than that, these are the two team teams that kids just look at their uniforms or colors and go, I like that team. So we have that going for it. Other than that, Marlo, I guess you could convince yourself and say you're looking at two of the future QBs, right? You could say Lawrence that. and Burrow, maybe. Maybe. Lawrence has um, some growing pains uh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Burrow's still working. I mean, he's playing well, but still working his way back from that. Um, ACL tear, so he's not as mobile as he was before. Maybe he doesn't have the confidence in it, but uh, he's still work, you know, mentally working himself back around there. So it, it definitely can be. I mean, obviously for both organizations, they're hoping that it is. Yeah. Um, I think obviously Burrow showed a little more last season than what uh, Taylor has. As I mean, Lawrence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry, Lawrence, Lawrence has had has has been able to put out there yet, but yeah, it's a couple of young talents, so there is that to watch. Yeah, there we go. We talked ourselves into it, Marlo. Yeah, uh, Sunday night, night football. Can't wait. Sunday night football, Tampa Bay at New England. God, I'm already annoyed of hearing about this, and I just knew it happened. Um, it's going to be just nauseating how much we hear about Tom Brady's return to New England and. I don't think the game's going to be close because I don't think we. I think we learned today that uh, a Tampa or that New England has a pretty limited offense. Yeah. I think we learned that in this the New England Saints game. Um, I went in that game thinking I totally misread this because I thought, uh, oh, it's going to be Belichick against Jameis Winston, as if that was the matchup. And then I forgot that the Saints also had a defense, and the Patriots were starting a rookie quarterback. Whoops, my bad. Um, lost a couple points in the confidence pool on that one. Um, I don't know. If Newton can win, I, I'm going into this game thinking if Newton can win, that's great. But uh, I think it's just going to be Tampa Bay, and then Tom's going to win again, and he already in the Super Bowl, and that's just going to be annoying. So there it is. There we'll we figure go. it out. All right, and then Monday Night Football: Las Vegas Raiders versus Los Angeles Chargers. Good little matchup. Yeah, where's this at? Which new uh, it's in is it it's at? in uh, Los Angeles. It's in Los Angeles. It's in Los Angeles. So okay, wherever that one is. Uh, Inglewood. Yeah, we yeah should be good. Should be good. I'm looking forward to that Monday night game. Yeah, Sunday night. I don't I don't think it's really going to be a game. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of 
Well, this you know, a lot of Tom Brady talk, a lot of Tom Brady stories. Probably do that whole telecast. Did not, yeah, really not looking forward to that. But I, don't, I just don't think it's gonna be a good game, is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, Monday night that should be a good capper. Eh, I don't know. I'm still not sold on the. Oh, it's not a penalty. I'm still not sold on the on the Raiders yet. Despite all this, I'm still not sold on them. Uh, even though they're 3-0. All right, let's look. Alistair Marlowe, any other games you're keen on? Anything else that you think will be exciting or something that we should tune into on the rest of the sked? I think we should just tune in into all of it. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the schedule. But if we're talking specifics, I don't know what's going on with um, New Orleans, man. Kind of up and down, but they do have a defense. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and then Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Green Bay is Pittsburgh done. I, that will be. It's a good storyline. Yeah, at least for next week. I would appreciate if they were. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, that's all that jumps out at me. Next week. Yeah, looking at it doesn't look like a great slate. Uh, I think Baltimore Denver might be interesting. It's a is Denver for real game. They're three and zero. Baltimore is two and one, but. I think two and one. Are they two and one? Yeah, yeah, they're two and one. Are they two and one? <laughs> Great, yeah, two and one. Got it, got it, got it. So, but we all we think of Baltimore being a playoff team, right? Uh, so, is Denver for real uh, with that? And how is Devonte Adams on the field again? Wow. Um, yeah. I thought there was another one that I liked, um, but I'm not seeing it now. So that's it. Not a great slate. Not a great slate, Marlo. I don't know what's going on. Don't like the. Yeah. Don't, we don't say, like yeah, we say that. Not a great slate. And then it'll probably turn into a hell of a week, a weekend of football. Yeah. Cleveland, Minnesota. I'm just hoping that Cleveland is uh, good and Minnesota's not. That's what I'm hoping for. That's my hope as well. All right. That is. They'll probably block Miles there. Week four, try to block Millie. Week yeah. four in the NFL, Marlo. Uh, all right, all right. Well, that's it for the NFL, Casey. For this week, now we'll move into what everyone's been waiting for. Everyone's favorite segment, Casey's corner kick. All right, Marlo. Another quick one for you here. Uh, Liverpool just. I, I mean, no other way to put it. Just blowing a game here against Brentford. Uh, it's in Brentford, but that's a team who's newly promoted. They led 2-1, 3-2, ended up giving goals, uh, <laughs> tying goals each time, and uh, they call it personal foul, roughing the passer. This officiating! Whew! All right, not great when I do this, Marlon. I'm sorry. Um, hold on, and now, and now I'm watching the replay. Oh, that's so... Oh, my God. Okay. Whatever. That's so bad. That is absolutely pathetic. Um, three to three. Uh, Should have won. Uh, the biggest blow in the title race uh, so far this season, Manchester City beating Chelsea and Chelsea three... Or, excuse me, one to zero. A big win for City, who's already dropped points. Chelsea had been doing uh, very well. I think the only points they dropped were at Liverpool, which is understandable, in a draw. Uh, that was a good result for Chelsea, so a good win for City. Uh, United lost during the week, and uh, Arsenal ended up beating Tottenham 3-1, uh, to one, so they get the last laugh by their rival actually losing. 
next week, uh, we look at, I don't know, there's games. They're out there. They're going to happen. There is Champions Leagues in the middle. Liverpool is playing Porto in the middle of the week. And on the uh, next Sunday, Liverpool is playing Manchester City, 10.30 Sunday. So tune into that before you start watching some football. Uh, it could be a title, title-ish deciding competition, even though it's this early in the season. All right, that's, all that's, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it for the core kick. We'll rev it up here with throw-ins, starting with baseball. Baseball throw-in. Brewers officially win the NL Central today with a win over the Mets. Uh, so a great win there. And oh my God, if that is on us, I'm going to flip my lid. Um, so Bruce win the NFL, the NL Central. I think this is the fourth season in a row that they made the playoffs. An absolutely, absolutely amazing achievement. Um, now, an annoying is this annoying or a fun baseball argument, Marlo? Um, they called a penalty against us as we sacked the quarterback. Can't do that, man. Tripping. It called tripping as our. Oh, I've never seen this. I've never seen this, Marlo. Okay. Um, okay. Annoying or fun baseball argument. Uh, the Dodgers or, or the Giants. It looks like it's going to be the Dodgers at this point. The Dodgers are going to win over 100 games, and they have to be the wild card over a 80 something win. Um, Brave, it looks like Braves team. So the the take is, I guess, do away with this. Just seed the playoff teams based on their record, regardless of division wins or not. Marlo, are you a fan of this, or do you think you're, you're, for the total? Everything, yes. all the so, spots. Yeah. So the Giants would be one. The Dodgers would be two. The Brewers would be three. So we Brewers should, are three no anyway. Have, there's no need to have divisions. No need to have divisions anymore. Because it's unfair to the Dodgers to punish them to be in the one team, the one team playoff. Hmm. I I guess I could see it for a wild card. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I can't wrap my head around it. Just because I can't. I, I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from. Um, the whole argument about ooh. The, Tuck rule situation, Marlo. Tuck rule situation. Tuck rule. Coropolo just like threw the ball into the ground. Mm. And then pointed at his lineman. Okay. Yeah. God, God you're saying you get where the argument's coming from, but I'm sorry. I'm distra- I'm derailing the last end of the podcast. <laughs> I am so sorry. No, I, I understand the sentiment, uh, but I can't I can't wrap my head around around it. Uh, but I could see this being a solution to having Shitty teams in the playoffs, though. I don't think I have shitty teams. The same teams would be in the playoffs. You just reseed them. Right, right, right. I think it's so. One, I don't like it because it's currently punishing the Dodgers, which I'm very okay with. Yeah. In two, I think like at the end of the day, baseball scheduling is uneven, and you have. I I just enjoy the idea. I mean, this is similar to the whole like if the seven and nine teams win a division, should they? You know, get that home playoff game. 
and I'm fine with I'm okay with that. Like I don't understand like the whole point isn't to I in that case teams are might be missing on the playoffs. But like I don't know, have it it feels good to me to have some sort of importance to winning your division. And I feel like that should be held above just winning games because especially in baseball and in football, I guess, as well, right? There's an unevenness to it, right? Like yeah. the Packers, or I should say not the Packers, but the um, the NFC North is playing the NFC West, who's that's the best division. And what's the other one we're playing um, in the AFC? It is the AFC North, which is a yeah. very good division. Like So we're playing two really good divisions. So if the winner of our division, which... I guess you know going into this <laughs> could be very well be eight and nine <laughs> this year, right? <laughs> the way this division has been going. Yeah. Because of that imbalance, like they should, and they still won the division. They should be held above a division who played the AFC South and NFC East, which is probably division out there. So, I think because of the imbalance and just I like protecting the <laughs> protecting is not the right word rewarding. Uh, those divisions that that feels meaningful to me. That feels significant, and I think it should be rewarded. And it's fun that it's punishing the Dodgers, and I love that the Dodgers and the Cardinals are going to play in a wild card game. And I want both of them to lose. I don't know how that's going to be possible. <laughs> I root for both, but I want both of them to lose. Um, the Cardinals, by the way, have won like 15 in a row. The question is, are they getting hot too early, Marlo? Ooh. Are they peeking at the wrong time? I hope they win every game into the wild card game and then <laughs> lose the wild card game. That would be the best. Although they play the Brewers like three times in that. I don't care. If they can win every game, which is probably 10 more games, they would win like 25, 26 games in a row. And then if they lose that wild card game, mm. but they're the Cardinals, so they probably win it. But that would be great. Um, it would also be great if 100 win. Dodger team lost a look at they already have 100 wins so they might win more there we go that's too much baseball tech I'm sorry oh is it last throw in Marlo uh okay Ryder Cup USA wins yeah. they dominated Marlo they dominated so much that I barely even watched I started early and there was football so what do you want yeah. from me no I um like... just a domination I, they won what was it 17 and a half they needed 14 and a half to win something like that uh just felt good the this never i guess for the way that i watch golf <laughs> going to the Ryder <laughs> cup and it's like i know all these americans i know like half of these europeans and then we lose and that's kind of <laughs> how the Ryder cup has gone for the most part the last decade uh more or less the last decade and um <laughs> it was nice to just Go and win. Although I was very worried on, so they did very well Friday. They were up like seven to one or something Friday. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they were up a ton. And like the mood on Saturday morning was like they were acting like they got in the bag, and I was like, "Dude, we're gonna fuck this up. Like we're gonna find a way. <laughs> we're gonna find a way to lose this." And uh, they didn't. They held on. And uh, there we go. Good job, USA. USA. Good job, Ryder Cup. USA. It was in Whistling Straits in yep. Sheboygan, Wisconsin, so that was cool to see, too. Yeah. Met a lot of people that double-dipped uh, this weekend that 
went to the Ryder Cup and the uh, Badger game. Yeah, some people might call that pass interference, but apparently not in this game. <laughs> no, nah, that's pretty good coverage. That's okay. All right. Yeah. Double dip. I was playing. So I was in a group chat that was going to go to the Ryder Cup, and we had this great plan for it. And um, you wouldn't believe it, Marlo. It fell through. No way. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that that's it for throw-ins? That's it. That's it. That's all I had. Do you have anything else? Uh, I felt like I did, and I forgot to write it down before we started. So as of right now, no. Maybe I'll bring <laughs> right. it back next week. Great. great um, great. yeah, that's it. That's it for me, Casey. As always, you can find us at one thirty two Breeze on Twitter. Myself at Marlo Jr. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. That's gonna be it for me, Casey. You got any last words? Well, as always, fellow fans, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.